for years and I still work in music and I just fucking headphones in the car I like it quiet and normal dude I don't know why okay you know I want to have my hearing when I'm 50 you know what I'm saying you ever hang out with the old music dudes in their 50s or 60s you have to like look them in the face to talk to them because they can't hear you if they're looking away that makes sense yeah that's probably one of the cooler things I think about comedy you don't fucking lose your hearing and shit right I mean I don't know you probably get punched in the head a lot yeah it just depends do you ever, uh, has that shit ever gone down? Uh, not exactly, no. But, no. like, aggressive confrontational situations yeah, in comedy yeah, shows? Yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens a lot. Um, whether it's, like, an audience member, you know, getting pissed off at you. Yeah, that's like, what I would assume. Wanting to get on stage. And it's, like, in those situations, you just, you just, like, yeah, give them the attention. But then you, you still have to rein them in. But... Typically, whenever you give somebody the attention, they're just going to go blank. Yeah, they, get, they get nervous or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck, it's so bright up here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then every every now and then there's some, like, confrontation off stage. Oh, like after your set kind of shit? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably where more of them try to do it, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, then you're on their level. Yeah. Does the crowd, like, ever, like, take your side maybe turn against them too because it's like fucking up their show essentially well i guess it all depends on like uh how funny you are yeah because like a good example of that would be uh dane cook as much as people hate that guy uh there was a time he was at the improv and some dude was like pissed off at him because he made a joke about his girlfriend and like he wanted to like punch him in the ass or something (laughs) and dane cook's like hey man y'all need to like you know Watch these motherfuckers. And I talked to uh, talked to him the, like, the next day. I was like, hey, you, you sure that wasn't like a bad idea? And he was like, no, fuck that. If anything, like I should have gone even harder. Because if I fucking hold back, then I'm not funny. Yeah. And I suck. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you have to deal with people. But uh, typically you're going to psych them out or they're going to realize that they're making a stupid decision. And, and it's going to settle down. But like, yeah, to get... To get so mad that you punch somebody in the ass, that's pretty goofy. Yeah, and I mean, I imagine, like, a lot of these motherfuckers in the crowd aren't funny like you guys are up there, so they're not going to be able to come back with some witty shit. They're going to get roasted, so the only, you know, less recourse is to, like, take it to fisticuffs. Right, because most of what they're going to say is super predictable, and it can be, like, turned on its head, and that's just going to be like, You'd just be shitting on them, dude. You'd be, like, Eminem roasting little Uzi Vert or something. You'd just be hurting these guys' feelings in front of everybody. Yeah, I wish I understood that reference. (laughs) uh, That uh, non-hip-hop knowledgeable voice right here is a very funny comedian, Scott Kidd. He's blessed my presence today. He's blessed the Damage Good podcast. And uh, I've had, like, a few uh, comedians on before, and I like it because... I'm not a comedian, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've gotten, like, kind of into, like, like obviously not just listening to comedy, but listening to comedians talk to each other in podcasts and, like, the culture of comedy. Because I was a musician for so many years, so I know how that shit works, and I'm always interested in the parallels or complete opposite levels of shit that goes down in the comedy world, you know? Like, how artists, com- comedians get along or don't get along. It, like, the thing you brought up about Dan Cook, right? I personally... And he's from kind of from Boston too, so I just don't. I've never liked this humor, but I never like hated. But I, there was this, you know, this thing in comedy where for years people like hated him. Like, I, what was it? Why was he hacky? Was he corny? Was it like, why did they not like him? 
I mean, yeah, sure, all the above. Uh, but, I mean, who cares? Like, he was just, like, you... I don't know. We were having a conversation about Superman earlier. You don't, yeah. you don't really like Superman. I he's, don't. he's Superman. Ah, uh, he had everything. He's exactly so. He's just like doing. He's doing like these bro tours and shit. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's so easy to hate that. And I remember like right whenever I started, like uh, actually trying stand up and doing stand up comedy. It was like 2005, and he uh, he was like really big then. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't say like, oh, I'm a. Uh, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian without somebody saying, oh, you mean like Dane Cook? <laughs> and be like, no, no, not like Dane Cook. Uh, much, much different. But in actuality, yeah, probably a lot like Dane Cook because he was like, he was a thing back yeah. then. Was it like, wasn't it something like someone thought he like stole somebody's bits or materials? That I feel like that's the most common in comedy I hear. Uh-oh, see, you're so fucking funny. The cops are coming to arrest us. They're coming to get us. Or is that a fire truck? That's that's probably a fire truck. It's because we're setting it on fire. Um, but I feel like the most common shit I see comedians getting upset about each other with is, is you know, stealing material or being perceived to be stealing something, you know. But sometimes that could just be seen as, uh, like, parallel thinking. There's yeah. A, there's a time I'm walking in a comedy store, like, in, in 2012 or 2013, where I was, like, uh, testing out jokes on this old phone. And the phone couldn't text itself. Like, if I text myself on the phone, it would always say failed mm. at the bottom of the text message. So I would send myself jokes that way because I knew I would be the only person to see it, except for maybe the NSA. <laughs> and uh, and uh, every time it said failed, it kind of was a little disheartening because it's like, damn, that joke failed, that joke failed. <laughs> but I'm, like, walking into the comedy store, and, like, I had one in my pocket. It was just like some rendition about, oh, they should stop calling it wife beater, maybe domestic disturbance, <laughs> uh, tank top or some shit. And, uh, and I'm walking into the comedy store and like Louis C.K. is basically doing the same joke on stage. And I'm like, fuck, well, I can't use that shit. Yeah. But I mean, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, Louis C.K. stole my joke. No, no, oh. one, no one saw the shit. We just were thinking the same shit. Yeah. Smart people with the same kind of brains working in the same kind of field. It's probably natural to overlap on some shit, you know? Yeah. And we're all being programmed by the same shit. Yeah. So, like, how do you know you're not thinking? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's a. Uh, That's true. What do you call it? Law of attraction or whatever. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, in music, like, I don't know. Some people get really upset about things like that, but now not so much. Um, you know, in comedy, I just always, always like, you know, especially when it's like a f more, f you know, famous person, uh, you know, they tend to, those things tend to come up, you know, come out the woodwork and yeah, accusations. I mean, it's a lot easier because that's the person who has everybody working for them. So that one of the people that they're, that's working for them could have stolen yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like a bunch of different writers and shit like that. Writers, producers, fucking talent reps, all these people who are just out and doing, that's why it's so fucking difficult to like, to be in LA and still kill like that's why you're the top if you're doing that shit because yeah. you're performing for a bunch of people who are like ugh the guy who I was you know doing the hairdressing for yesterday was much funnier than you ugh I was like well then why are you here oh cause my job's making me it's like fuck <laughs> did you order two items get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> is it like um so when you like started doing comedy did you like was LA the spot is it like that's where I'm gonna go to do it? Yeah, yeah. Because um, honestly, New York was the other idea, and I think now, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, 
I consider like going to New York and like and doing it there, but um, like actually living there. But I um, I didn't want to at the time because like I was I was playing soccer in high school, and oh. I got injured pretty bad, and uh, I just never wanted to like be in the cold because fucking Louisiana cold is ridiculous. Yeah. It's super humid. It gets through your skin. It's fucking cold. And I was like, I'm going to do it Doc Holiday style and move <laughs> to the fucking West and keep my tuberculosis at, at bay until, like, you know, the uh, the ultimate death. But, no, like, nowadays it's like I uh, I just exercise and I'm fine. There you go. Yo, from being a dude from Louisiana, like, how come you don't, like, you have bare no accent? Uh, that's a good that's a good question. Um, a, my mom's... Uh, a teacher. Uh. She's also kind of an agoraphobe, which is weird when you live in like in Louisiana where there's nothing but wildlife everywhere. It's not like a fucking uh, black bear is going to walk through your backyard, but they do like live gators and shit. Yeah, yeah, that shit lives like further like they they typically are like some fucking bayou or some like lake or something. And uh whenever it starts flooding, that's when you'll start seeing yeah. stuff come inland. Fuck reptiles and shit. Oh man. Yeah, but it's not like crazy. It's not like some wacky episode of The Simpsons where everybody's got canes and they got like <laughs> whack a mole. I, I feel like I don't know what I'd do if I just seen a gator in the backyard. That would probably. I've never seen a. That's not true. I've seen him at a gator farm in uh, Myrtle Beach. Um, they had an albino one. It was crazy. An albino gators. Albino eating. gator. They were feeding chickens to him, just throwing chickens, and it was mm-hmm. crazy. But I've never seen one like other than that in like the wild or nature. I'd fucking. That's gnarly. That's some scary yeah. shit. I mean, how often do you see an albino anything? Well, no, I just even been a regular gator out there. Like, I've never been, you know, on a safari. I don't, I've just gone down to, like, your neck of the woods, but I haven't been in, like, the Everglades on those little boats with the round fans, like Police Academy 5. That's what I think about. <laughs> that makes me think about that one. That was Police the one that Gutenberg wasn't in, and this other dude came in, and then Gutenberg came back for six when they went to New York. Yeah, I think City under siege. Wasn't it Lloyd Braun? Wasn't it the guy from Lloyd Seinfeld? Braun? Oh, shit. Is, are him? you serious? I think it was him. Holy shit. I, yo, I've got a goddamn feeling you're right. A scar kid with the Seinfeld knowledge. I was nerding out on some uh, Curb recently. That makes me wonder. Which is real fun. Um, I'm going to fact check it. Yeah, I'll wait. Lloyd Braun. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'll do it. Um... I, but yeah, the, he's if that's the same guy, he's some he's doing like infomercials too, which brings me back to the Dean Kane shit I was talking <coughs> about. Like, there's like a Superman curse. Like, I mean, I don't know. Ben Affleck's just kind of had like no, he's Batman. But yeah. who was? I don't know. No, who he, the, no, no, he, he was, was he, he was, was Batman. No, he was Batman. There's somebody else is Superman. He was Superman too, though technically in uh, Hollywoodland. He played George Reeves. Oh, I don't. I never. I don't know that Hollywood Reeves. That's the one with like what's his name, Woody Harrelson and shit, and the zombies. No, that's that's Zombieland. Zombieland. Okay, I'm tripping. I don't know what Hollywoodland is. That's uh, that's the old name for Hollywood, Hollywoodland. And uh, he played George Reeves, who like mysteriously died. He was the original Superman before Christopher Reeves. Right. His father. I don't know. I that's don't weird so. if they're not related. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucking creepy. I don't know. That's uh, fuck. I'm not gonna fight. We'll find out later. Interesting shit. Getting man. too deep in the fucking uh, reference hole. Yeah, I uh, I definitely like love to go back and watch some Seinfeld and Curb and just get my laugh on. And Which is coming back. Yeah, dude, I like it. I've been like, I like when Larry David's just letting it all out and, and just calling shit out and stuff. It motivates me to kind of just stay assertive and talk shit and 
call shit out in public. Yeah, be stubborn. Be alone. Yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> keep your money. He uh, isolates himself a lot. Just do just Scrooge it. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yo, dude, this one thing I, w- I was... This has been brewing in my mind, and uh, I wanted to talk about it with you when you were coming on because you're a comedian. And this is some shit that... I don't know why. It's just on my mind all the time. I see it everywhere. Brooks said, and I'm... And uh, it's, you know, these limitations and, and you can't have those kind of things on art like comedy in specific and and shit like that. And I, I mean, I, th- I think about it all the time. and I talk about it to myself in my head, but asking a guy who works in the field and stuff, is it like affected your approach to your material and the way you, you carry yourself now being that it is kind of a little tighter with, with you know, how people take material nowadays? I mean, it, it depends on your demographic. Who do you think you can market to? I mean, that, that's a that's a great question because would you want to would you want to stay true to your message and and just have like all your work over t- a period of time and then hopefully you just have a following off of that, you know, like all these other? Because I mean, did Kiss know back in the seventies or? You know, or beforehand, uh, whenever they were like first getting together, that their music was gonna like cause such backlash, and then now eventually it's on everything. You mm. know, it's like it's everywhere. That's a good point. I mean, like, what about you, like specifically? Like, do you ever take that shit into consideration, or do you just write and do your shit? Like, fuck it, this is Scott Kid, this is me. Or do you ever say, you know what? I don't know if I should do that one. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna work out whatever I want. And I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want uh, within reason on stage, uh, in some capacity, in some some location. You know, it's not gonna be in like some Nazi bunker or something, but like <laughs> in like you know an open mic or at a show or or you know in a, at a bar in a theater. Like I'm doing material that I might not want to sell to like Nickelodeon or Disney or something. But I mean that didn't stop, you know other comedians from doing the exact same thing and still being like household names like tim allen is like one of the one of the like biggest disney faces and And he served time for cocaine right my father used to always love to say that when that show was on he's like you know he went to prison for trafficking cocaine yeah every time yeah like his his real last name was dick his whole fucking first like like or like there's a book or whatever where he just talks about all the dick stuff and how like Somebody said, hey, you ever had a, uh, an aunt, Anita? And he's like, Anita Dick. Now that's funny. Um, it's just like, is that is that risque? Is that wrong to say? We're talking about last names. What you infer, like, perceive from that is on you. Yeah. Although that's kind of what the joke was about anyway. So, I feel like, um, I mean, I, I notice just in everything else, there's a lot of, you know, F shit that musicians say, um, Anything is written in the press. Anything that someone says publicly, there's just, I mean, there's so many people ready to break it down and analyze every aspect of it, uh, interpret things that might not be there, misconstrue things, get really heavy with semantics, and just, you know, real sensitive about shit. And comedy is one of those things, a specific way, one of those arts that I feel like there's always, you can't have any boundaries. Like, if you're going to laugh at a black joke, you have to laugh at a white joke. If you're going to laugh at a gay joke, you have to laugh at a handicapped joke or whatever. You can't, you know what I'm saying? You have to be open. It doesn't mean that every comedian has to do everyone, but you know, I feel, I don't know, as a fan, I'm not an artist, so th- as a comedian, so that's why I'd like, to, curious how you think about that. I don't think it's fair to say if you like blue, you should like red. I think it's more like if blue makes you laugh, 
fantastic. If red makes you laugh, okay, great. If both make you laugh, well, then they must both be good writers or good comedians because otherwise, who gives a shit? I mean, like, if you're not good enough at telling a joke and you're just trying to, like, offend somebody, well, then that sucks. But if you actually have a point to what you're saying, yeah. then you need to, like, make your point. I agree with that. You know I what I mean? If if you're going to make that point, you need to make the point. But if not, and I mean, then just be careful. Be yeah, careful I mean, I'm definitely. You're doing. I don't like the shock value humor at all. Like, just right. you know, because that's just it's. I mean, I don't know. It's just cheesy. It's hacky. It's corny. It's easy. It just gets attention, but there's nothing behind it. But there's you know there's, you know, there, I watch people watching comedy and they laugh at certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, which could other people could find offensive, and then then they you know there's another thing that mm mm that's not funny to me. And it's cool. You don't have to like everything every comedian does. But is the is the comedian wrong? If I say, you know, like if I watch you and you make some jokes, I'm like laughing my ass off. Then you make some like Irish joke and I get upset or something like mm-hmm. that. Are you wrong or am I like, you know, like, no, I don't think so. No, I just caught you off guard. And then it's like it's a test on you to see if like I'm good enough to make you laugh. It's like hopefully if I'm going to take that leap. I'm going to know enough about Irish people to where I hit you harder. Yeah, than personal anybody, shit. To where no one else would know what the fuck I'm making fun of you for unless they knew a little bit about it. And then it's like it's super on you. So it's like really just trying to win you over in that moment. And I think that's a good technique for like, you know, connecting because that's the whole point. It's how, yeah. how good can you connect with people? And there's, you know, there's a way to find that in everybody. So it's like. I try not to do it based off of culture. I'll do it off of something else. Like, maybe it's even just, like, what people are wearing or, like, how they react to something. And then, like, you know, uh, what this person's into or how this what this person does for a living. It just, like, connecting all those things in one, mm. you know. That's interesting. I, um, I remember when I was a musician, right, and it was my bands and touring, recording albums and shit, when I was doing a lot of the creating, the writing, recording, I didn't listen to a lot of, like, new or current music. I would listen to old shit, and then I'd find, actually, I was, like, listening to, like, stand-up comedy albums in the car, driving on, you know, things like that, but just not listening to too much current shit when I was in creating mode to kind of avoid, like, maybe taking in influences or subconsciously or or whatever, being distracted, too concerned what everyone else is doing, Um, and I just wanted to try to do my shit. Like, when you're creating, do you... Do you do that with other comedy? Do you steer clear? Do you listen to a lot of it at the time? Um, I try it. I try not to listen to what the fuck I say. I I log stuff so that way I can listen to it later. And a lot of times it's like not important enough to to hang on to unless it's like written down or it's developed. Because uh, once it's developed, I can just document it as like a subject, and I can just break it down. Um, but I mean. Listening to myself is more of a. It's more of a overtime, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that right away, unless it was something that I have to do right away. Like I'm editing a sketch, or I'm editing a uh, a promo, or whatever, you know. Whatever. What about like other comedian shit? Like, do you listen to a lot of their shit while you're creating? Or do you try to not do that either? No, I, I typically don't. I mean, I know a lot of different people, but I, I feel like I have my own voice, my own delivery. And I, uh, I'm not really concerned with with other people's comedy. Like, if I happen to see yeah. it and they make me laugh, great. But I'll probably be laughing at some other quirkiness about you, <laughs> and not like your actual material. 
probably like the way you twitched when you're like, well, uh, I'm not, uh, yeah, like whatever, whatever you're saying, I'm probably laughing out of quirk or something. And I, I'm, I'm one of those guys where, yeah, like I'm waiting for the moment for you to break in the middle of your bit because no one's laughing. And I, I start to like snicker at the fact that you start struggling on stage. Like that's, and I'm not trying to be like a dick. I'm just like, I'm more interested in that. I'm more interested in seeing those because that's what I find like to when you recreate those things that's really funny and um I I feel like I learned that from Monty Python from um Michael Palin he was like he was the one where he was like the winces and like the body movement and like eat yeah. you know like the stuff that Bugs Bunny would do or whatever uh that's like the best way to to I don't know, spark up an audience because you can you can have material that you know works, but whenever you can add like body movement and like these ex- specific like gestures that are like orchestrated to this whole bit and you're really just like killing them over. I mean, that's that's fantastic. And yeah. and you don't want to like I don't know. You don't want to do that kind of stuff at an open mic unless you're really feeling it because th- it's like it's such a it's, it's just it's such like a, uh, a high energy to deal with right after, like be the next person to go up after that. Yeah, be, yeah that's intense shit. I, th- I do agree like that physical, it's not, I don't know if it's the word is physical comedy, but adding that to to your, I don't know, your show. There's some like comedians I watch who are great at that and it's fucking hilarious and some just play it low key and it's more about their material and they, they don't move too much, you know? I remember like there was this, this Jamie Foxx stand up from back in the day like that, I stole from Blockbuster, it w- and it was the, I, I think it was like the I Might Need Security one. It was fucking hilarious. It was right after he did the movie Ali, and he had this whole Africa bit. He had the Mike Tyson shit. It was, but he was like sweating his ass off because he was like moving. He was saying he was you know, moving around like all over that stage and just fucking going. And then you see some dudes like, like Louis C.K. isn't too physical up there, you know? Like he just walks around pretty casually, but it, you know, it, it, it works for his style. It's fucking, it's great. Yeah, and well, it's important that he is only funny audibly. Just like, like I was joking with you about the chicken suit. Like, there's no, uh, there's no way for an audience to like see me in a chicken suit if they're just listening. You yeah. know, like, like that's that's kind of defeating the purpose. Like, as far as like all the wincing and oohs and ahs, like you gotta like, there's gotta be some kind of like audibility attached to that whenever you're uh, working with that medium because what if all your audience is blind? You know, it's like, that's why MTV sucks because <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if you're blind, you're going to hate MTV. And you're like, what, who are these guidos and why are they arguing all the fucking time? <laughs> oh, man. I haven't watched MTV in so long, too, when you, by the way you say that. It's funny. MTV's brutal. Pretty brutal. TV, I kind of... Do you, like, do you get inspiration from shit like watching tv and pop culture yeah, things yeah i can't i can't watch the news because the news makes me angry i i yeah. get inspired towards anger uh so like i'll watch infomercials or i'll watch you know uh like random television or random like commercials and it's just that's that's inspiring because it's just stupidity um shit to pick apart and yeah yeah analytical mind yeah, why why are they like 
you ever you ever see like one of those local commercials for like a pill company that's being sued and then like you know like there's another like pill commercial right after that or like or vice versa <laughs> where like you know like like earlier on they were showing the news and it was all about like NFL and all the stuff that's going on and and then directly after that then they show a story about a shooting at a church and it's like how do we go from from this subject to this subject are we just like is it a gradient is the news just a gradient and we're and we're basing it off of like you know talking about ethnic minorities until we finally get to the next subject about like the cat festival that's happening in pennsylvania or something i i don't know dude the news is like just mad depressing like you were saying i just i can't do it because (laughs) i just I like, dude. Like, I struggle anyway, just getting through the fucking day. Yeah. I don't need to get any more depressed, you know. Like, sorry, mm-hmm. I gotta cut that shit out of my diet, dude. And then, like, right after all that uh, ethnic uh, minority uh, news coverage, then there's like a, a commercial for Tide with bleach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Suburban moms still need that bleach, dude. <laughs> why? Oh, why are they? Yeah. Yeah. I cut out cable like many years ago, and you know, just whatever I want to watch. I can watch, you know, so I don't have any of the non-essentials because I also have shitty uh, attention span. So, dude, if a commercial comes on, I forgot what I was even watching. I'm done, you know. That's why I can't play video games. I have such bad ADD. But, yeah, not having, like, normal TV, sometimes I feel, like, out of the loop on some things. I don't know what advertisements are on, what products are out. Like, I don't know some shit. Mm-hmm. I kind of only know what I'm looking at, what I, mean, I see. Right, but, I mean, nowadays with the Internet and with phones and everything, they're just, you're going to get it. Yeah, you're, I Twitter, Instagram, I find out what's going on. Well, at least, the, and the, I choose to kind of follow shit I'm into, so I find yeah, but there's, my shit. there's still gonna be ads. There's still gonna be like, hey, by the way, fucking, you know, uh, Tropicana's coming to town, <laughs> and they're bringing grapefruits. Um, yeah, like you're gonna find out that there's something for sale. Yeah, it's gonna happen. God, they do love to sell it to you. That's one thing about like, like you know, New York. I used to live there. We were talking about that, like. They're just selling shit to you so much. I mean, L.A. too, but in just New York, it's like every five feet you might mm-hmm. spend ten dollars. It's crazy. You can't go out just out the house for an hour without dropping like a hundred dollars. It's fucking intense. <laughs> you know, it's intense, dude. At least in Cali, I'll sneak off to the beach. I'll go for like a little hike and like feel somewhat sane. In New York, mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go. Yeah, L.A. is pretty good about that. You can you can do for pretty cheap. I mean, if you just if you just eat fruit. Yeah. And like live by the beach, you can pretty much not pay for anything. But I mean, that's like almost impossible. Uh, I see. I know a bunch of people who like sleep on the PCH in cars, like weird people that hang out the surf spots I go to, and mm-hmm. you know, like I just chill there and <laughs> set up a shop and just camp it out. Which I'm sure it's not bad, but it's not. I'm sure it gets old. Yeah, I was uh, I was walking through. I think it was like Santa Monica area and there were these like giant granite park benches like like picnic table kind of things actually and uh there's this guy and he had like a bag of stuff with him but he had like this can of tuna and he was just cursing at it because he realized he didn't have a fucking can opener so like i i just went up to him i was like hey man what's going on he was like ah fucking don't have a can opener i was like well hey why don't we do this and i i grabbed his key and uh, I was like, is this okay? He's like, yeah. I, was, I just took the fucking can and I banged it against the... <laughs> I, I kept the key at the bottom of the table and I banged the can of tuna 
until I perforated enough holes to where he could like wedge it open with a pair of scissors and shit. Motherfucking MacGyver, you untangled and the wires earlier. You opened his man's <laughs> fucking can of tuna. Well, it's like, come on, man. Sometimes you just need somebody to breathe for you because, like, that dude's just like, it wasn't the can of tuna that had him at that moment. You it's know? just life that had him at that moment. Yeah. yeah. I feel him. I might struggle with a can of tuna, too, if I was in that state. Mm-hmm. That's a bitch, though. It's like the worst is when you have one thing, but you needed the other thing to, to get it. It's like sometimes I'd be younger and, like, smoke some weed or something, and, oh, I don't have a fucking lighter now. And I'd be in the house, a young kid, and I, I, I'd, like, get a piece of paper. Light it on the stove mm-hmm. like a fucking torch, mm-hmm. like a medieval torch, and like light the bong with that shit. Just fucking young dumb kids improvising. Yeah, just to make the house smell like burning paper. Yeah, it's great. My yeah. mom loved it. To not throw it in the <laughs> sink or some shit like that. Yeah, ashes of course, of course. Uh, dude, I used to do some so fucking. I didn't, you know, some shit. You just don't know what you're doing. Yeah, my like, I was afraid to smoke cigarettes, um, so I instead just to like test myself because I was worried about the chemicals or being addicted to cigarettes but I wanted to know what it was like to smoke cigarettes because I wanted to be with the cool kids in middle school or whatever so like I took like a page of notebook paper (laughs) and put like fucking like like leaves in it (laughs) like regular leaves on the ground (laughs) and I rolled it up and lit it and just like oh burn the shit out of (laughs) my throat that's probably worse than a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) Good thing it wasn't like <coughs> something I was allergic to, and I just oh, die there. Man, dude. I had friends in jail, and they would roll joints with like toilet tissue and shit. <laughs> I don't even know how that fuck it worked, but dudes are, in, you know, ingenuity comes out of the craziest places, man. Just freaking seeing people do some wild shit. Yeah, man. Oh, it's crazy, dude. That's funny, man. I, you know, you always hear people like smoking weed, like rolling with up uh, like Bible pages and shit. Yeah. I don't know that. I know those pages. Like it's like a different. Yeah, kind of paper, but yeah, dude. I wouldn't do that. Fuck that, dude. That's weird, man. I just yeah. straight on that. I ate weed once when I was done. Like, we'd been smoking. I was really young, and we were drunk, too. And, w- and we were smoking outside. And it was m- so windy that just shit kept going out, and we were, like, fucked up and young. And I think we just, like, ate the rest of the joint. Just, like, like just pull that out of the paper. It was stupid. I don't oh, well, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just eat a joint. I was in... Uh, <laughs> I was in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and I was walking fun from... Fun place. I like yeah, that place. Yeah, a lot of fun. I, I was walking from this house that I, I was renting a couch for like 200 or something, but it was like a giant... Like, uh, renting a couch in, in Lafayette means like you get like a whole nook. You basically get a room that you board off, uh, but you sleep on a couch. And, uh, and I was leaving with this chick who was dating my roommate, who had the same first name as me, so uh, oh the other guy's name yeah was Scott. I thought you meant yeah. her name was Scott <laughs> I was like yeah and uh, we were walking smoking a joint and this cop started to creep up on us and she freaked out uh. and just dropped the joint so I just fucking picked it up and fucking ate it the cop pulled us over and said well I wouldn't have known it was a joint until you threw it down I thought it was it could have just been a cigarette. And he's like, well, thanks for the fucking tip, cop. Shit. You fucking asshole. I'll remember that next time. Oh, you fucking liar. Anyway, uh, so like he, uh, <laughs> so he's like trying to f- fucking pull us over. I haven't said shit. That was just what I was thinking right now. But like uh, we're walking up. She throws it down. I put it in my mouth. Cops turn the lights on. They pull us over. Uh, I don't say a word because I'm like trying to chew up this fucking joint and Ugh. swallow it before they fucking, Ugh. you know what I mean? Like. 
And this is like some fucking Louisiana swamp weed. So it's like, like stuck in your teeth. Yeah, it's not. It's not like need some floss for that. Yeah, it's super, super gritty. But I uh, swamp weed. <laughs> swamp weed, man. And uh, so this cop's like coming over to me. He's like, "You reek of the marijuana." And he's like, grab. He's like, he didn't grab me. He got like really close to my face, and he was like, "I hate every one of you motherfuckers." And I was like. Not breaking at all, just like just staring off into space, like trying to swallow this shit. Oh, it's still in your mouth at yeah. that time. And the dude next to him's like, uh, littering and oh, shit. littering and <laughs> littering and, oh, and I'm amazing. just not breaking. I'm not breaking. They like pull out my my student ID because it was like uh, during the time I was in college, and uh, they saw my student ID, which was basically me with like. I, I purposely had cross-eyed and like my face was all slack jaws trying to like look like fucking sloth from the Goonies. Like that was my student ID because <laughs> I was just always a fucking comedian. And uh, and they're like looking at this and realize that I'm a goofball and like they're like they can fuck with me and shit. And so the guy's like, well, I know you know where the weed is. You're going to tell me where the marijuana is. I know you got more. If it were just a joint, I'd let you go. But I know there's more. I'm like, and he's like, I'm gonna pump your stomach and find he's out. Pump <laughs> your stomach. That's the, fucking. The, the chick's like, can you even do that? Get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so she puts the fucking. Uh, oh, they put her in the car and like, mind you, I totally forgot about this part. She actually had the bag in her panties the whole time. And so, like, Shit. she was, like, kind of flirting with the other cop who was saying littering and to me to distract him. He was him. really saying that? I thought you were yeah, joking. No, he really was he's saying like that. Super trooper fan. Yeah, he was a fucking hack. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i dealing with fucking Captain Bravo, and and uh, he's, like, trying to outsmart me, and that's not going to fucking happen. So I just, not to sound fucking arrogant, but, like, he uh, he gave me a loophole. He gave me a fucking out. He was, like... If it were just a joint, I'd let you go. And so I just swallowed uh, my spit, and I still had the joint in my mouth, but I was like, well, it's just a joint, <laughs> so let me go. <laughs> and they made me spit it into this little fucking test tube, and that was it. Into a test tube? What yeah, the fuck are like, they going to take it back to like the lab? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get DNA analysis on this joint spit. <laughs> Bring that back to the captain. Or busy in that district for those guys, huh? Yeah. Priorities. <laughs> Sometimes you got to eat some drugs to fucking... You got to eat anything to get out of... My friend, when we were younger, um, he, you know, he uh, he sold crack. And so he was down in uh, Chinatown in Boston was like the area where a lot of dudes sold crack. He lived on, We lived down the street. His mom was like five houses down. So anyway, I guess he comes over to my house late at night, you know, smoke. He's just fucking stressing and he looks kind of sick and shit. He's like, yo, man, we were down there, dude, and like these fucking undercovers rolled up, and he he was like cracking in his gums, you know, like little different ones, and they rolled up on him, and like so I guess he swallowed a couple, and he doesn't fucking smoke crack, he doesn't, do, you know, he doesn't know, and I don't even know if there, I'm sure there's a difference if you swallow it versus smoking it, I don't know what, but anyway, this dude, you know, swallowed these things, and they, you know, whatever got going on in his stomach, and he came over to my house, all types of fucked up and sick, and like trying to throw up, and, uh, but you gotta, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I'd probably swallow crack, too, if I didn't want to go to jail. I suppose so. I realize we kind of went down a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, don't ever go back from that. Talk. That's for uh, me, that's my normal, like, joke story. But yeah, it's not yeah. joke. You know, it's just normal shit. No, but I understand. I mean, as far as, like, 
digestive system, it probably metabolized and fucking became even more intense. Ugh. But yeah. maybe not. Maybe it was like like a diuretic form. Uh, I mean, mm. like I mean, I know I you know people when you eat ganja versus smoking, it hits certain people so hard, and mm-hmm. for them, they think it's, it's a psychoactive property. Is they start to go on, and they just can't handle it, and they get sick and vomit and shit. You know, and some people are fine. Don't don't really fuck with them. Right. Uh, you know. It'll just get you. It just depends. My boy has Crohn's disease and no edibles work on him. He eats them, nothing happens. Can't. It's a waste of money. That's weird. Yeah. It's bummer. How does that? Uh, how does that relate? I don't understand how like Crohn's disease can stop you from uh, getting. I, I think it's just he shits shit out so fast. Uh, you know, like more like Stone's disease. Stone's disease. <laughs> stone. Stone disease. I don't know. Kidney stones. So what you um you got some you got some gigs in the Los Angeles area on the horizon there? Uh yeah, I'm gonna be at uh, Casey's Irish Pub. Uh, that's gonna be. When is this? Uh, when are you? When are you? When is this going on today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Like the twenty fifth. Yeah, so the twenty seventh I'll be at Casey's, and then uh, there's the scene in uh, I think it's in North Hollywood. I'll be there on the fourth. And then you can catch me at the comedy store. If you want, you can uh, follow me at the Scott Kid follow Instagram. Him. I follow him. He's funny. Follow him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not always this monotone. Sometimes I do character voices and stuff. But uh, I think your monotone shit is good because it compliments. I go all over the place. Mm-hmm. I have inflections, and you know, so it's good. I try to like become mellow sometimes, but sometimes I just be talking all crazy. For sure, it's a good contrast. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta take the roller coaster. What's this the spot? The scene in North Hollywood is that a uh, like a comedy spot? That's or that's general? it's a it's a it's a bar. It's like a bar show. So like, it's actually a pretty decent crowd, and you get to see some stuff that you wouldn't see at like possibly um, like flappers or something where it's kind of like kitschy and and soft. Like mm-hmm. a lot of places, you know, you're not allowed to say a whole lot of things. Really? Yeah. Or it's like they just don't. They f- kind of frown on letting people in who are more of that level or that nature but not at the comedy store there's none of that shit right you're good to go there for whatever yeah yeah typically yeah the comedy store you can say whatever the fuck you want you just kind of like do it right you know because there's times where it can go south like i've i've said things uh <laughs> i've said things like too early and it threw people off you know or you say something to like a bachelorette party and they're like oh what <laughs> and you don't like swing it right you know, then you're you're fucked. But like, there's ways to like, there's ways to hit them every time or get them every time with the same shit. You just gotta, you gotta know. You gotta have some tact. Yeah. Some game, some approach, man. Yeah. Right. Motherfucking the Scott Kid on Instagram. He's funny. You can catch him at all those spots. Casey's Irish Pub, the scene, and the fucking legendary comedy store. Um, yeah, dude, follow this dude. And you got shit on YouTube too, or what? Yeah, I got some stuff on YouTube. That's building. That's building. That's building. Bill, go build with him. Go get your jokes on with this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, thank you so much. You're the best, dude. Up hey, top. Thanks, Real old school high five. Ugh, there we go.